0: It's another episode of the Steam Room Big with Charles today, Barkley Big and Ernie today. Johnson. Man, you are excited. You're, I am. You're, I can't. I can't even introduce the pod, and you're already. Man, you're excited.
1: Man, I can sniff sun. The sunshine.
0: You can sniff the sunshine. I can
1: sunshine. sniff the sunshine. It's 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 that time of year's coming up. I love the summer. I don't care how hot it is. The playoffs are getting good. TNT got the Stanley Cup Finals. This is a great time of the year.
0: Speaking of which, uh, our guest just a bit later here on the Steam Room will be Paul Bissonette, Biz Nasty, from our NHL on uh, TNT studio crew. And even if you're not a big hockey fan, you will enjoy the conversation we have with him. He's, he's a lot of fun, man. What a good dude.
1: And what a good dude. And let me tell you something. One of the most fun people. I, I'm blessed. that He lives out in my area.
0: But as always, we begin with, uh, first of all. Hey, I just want to say, I got a list of people
1: that I want to say thank you to. My girl, Tammy Sweeney uh, at Buff City Soap.
0: Ooh, Buff City is good, man.
1: Yes, yes. Tammy, thank you. There's a company in Union City, Alabama. I want to thank you me put my glasses. Hey, by
0: on. the way, Buff City also does uh like laundry detergent. Do they? That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's really good. Hulk soap. Scott and Paul. This is all because you once almost lost uh, a bar yeah, of I, hotel soap yeah, in the I shower. Yeah, I got a couple. I so now you've been getting all of these big bars of soaps. Soap. Okay.
1: Autumn Pricket has a company called Autumn Make Stuff. Twin Craft Skin Care. So Union City, Alabama, Buff City, Tammy Sweeney, Hawk Soap, Autumn Pricket, and Twin Craft. Thank you all for the great soap. And I promise you something. It's not going to go to waste. Uh, I'm going to keep some of it, and then I'm going to give it to a homeless shelter uh, like that. So I really want to tell you thank you. And I want to give a shout-out to this fourth-grade teacher at Evergreen Elementary. His name is Joaquin Bernal. He sent me a book for little Henry. Like the first hundred words. And it's a book. It's really cute. It's got. I, yeah, he sent it to, I got a copy of it too. I'm not special. He sent you one too? Yeah, I think he sent them to
0: everybody on the crew. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll,
1: we'll go ahead and continue. Okay, Joaquin Bernal. I thought I was special, but that's okay. He's at Elva Green Element. You know how my respect for teachers. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin, thank you for the book.
0: Yeah, I can't wait because I've got I've got a newborn uh, grandchild as well too. Yes, um, Adler. So we'll make sure he sees. Yeah, it's just a picture book and yes. learning your first uh, hundred words. Hundred words. That's yeah, it's cool. very cool.
1: So I got this gift from this guy named David McCann in Ireland. I got the same thing. Did no, I,
0: no, I didn't. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding on that one. Go ahead. <laughs> so he sent me a
1: gift. And want to say thank you to me and you for the podcast and me, you, Kenny, and Ernie for the TV show. He was ill and he said uh, the podcast and our TV show, because he was trapped in the house, he said it just, he can't thank us enough for just brightening uh, his days when he was really struggling It's amazing, David McCann from Ireland. Just want to thank you for the gift and for being a fan and saying you love the podcast,
0: and we appreciate that. Yeah, we do. It's it's good to know that uh, there's something besides just us, you know, doing our thing because that's what we do. But to know that it might have a little more meaning to somebody and they can find some kind of a solace or relief in it—that's cool. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to finish up with this. Hey, I just want to congratulate all the guys um, who got drafted in the NFL. Uh, it's a great opportunity. Uh, nothing like playing sports. So the first part is getting drafted. I wish all you young men nothing but the best. I hope you can have a great life playing sports. But if you can't, hey, just make sure that Listen, sports is what you do. It's not who you are. Everybody's not going to make it, but getting drafted is a great honor.
0: And it's an opportunity. There you go. And
1: there's going to be way more free agents. If some of you guys can make it, bless you. Because playing sports is great. And one of the coolest things I saw was Jerry Jones has an assistant coach. It was really great television, and it was emotional, and everybody was crying. I, I was... Uh, When I saw it, I didn't watch the draft that late, but when I saw it, it brought tears to my eyes. So he got to call his son and tell him he was gonna get drafted by the Cowboys. Uh, it was one of, and it was such a cool moment. I mean, dad was crying. The kid said, Son, would you like to come to work with me next week? And he says, What? He says, We're gonna draft you. And Ernie, it was so cool. I'll have to go out
0: to. Yeah, it, look for that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. Yes,
1: it, it was a really cool moment. Go look at that. His name is, is Vaughn. The coach he's a he's a coach for the a scout for the Cowboys. And man, it was so emotional. Uh, so shout out to the Vaughn family. I hope the kid makes it. I think he went to Kansas State, if I remember correctly. But can you imagine uh, being a scout and they say, "Hey, we're gonna draft your son," and they let you make the call? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So. Man, it was a great moment. So, hey, guys, as a guy who was blessed to play uh, pro sports for a living, it's a great job, and I wish all you young men luck. So,
0: that's it, brother. first of all. I have have a follow-up question. Yes. Because you said you were getting emotional when you were watching this clip. Yes. So, um, is there a movie that makes you tear up?
1: Sports-wise? No, a movie. Oh, Yeah. There's several movies to make me tear up.
0: So you will, yeah. So you will tear up at a, at, at watching a movie.
1: I will get emotional. Yes, I, yes. I'm not gonna act like I'm a tough guy.
0: Okay, so it's not a boohoo, but you you feel the tears. Yes. Gone. Okay. Yes. Well, what's what's at the top of the list? Which which movie? Uh, Brian's Song is always. Oh man, you're going way back.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. Of yeah, the some... Brian
0: Piccolo story and with Gail to... Sayers.
1: Um, Malcolm X when they killed him, Spike Lee shot out. Uh, when they killed him in the auditorium, that makes me emotional. Uh, you know Braveheart, when they chop off Mel Gibson's head. How about Field of Dreams? Uh, that didn't do it for me. Man, Kevin Carson's made some great sports movies. Yeah. I actually like Draft Day. Mm-hmm. Bull Durham. Oh, I watched Bull Durham like in the last week. Doesn't but Bull Durham doesn't make you tear up. No,
0: no. It Luke. This makes nuke, you
1: laugh. Luke Lelouch. Luke Lelouch. Yeah. Oh yes.
0: Million dollar arm with a ten cent head. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly right. Rose goes in I the like, front. Uh, Meat.
1: Uh, oh, what did Kevin Carson say? I like long walks.
0: Oh, you can't even. Yeah, that that big that. soliloquy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my. Susan <laughs> so Sarandon said. That's oh, one man. of the,
0: one of the great Susan Sarandon imitations but of all man, time. Kevin,
1: his and. Uh, They go in Yellowstone, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's a good show. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, we're off to a flying start. Yes. And it's just going to get faster when uh, Paul Bissonette joins us next. High energy, uh, high entertainment value. Yes. Joining us on the Steam Room next. Back here inside the Steam Room. This is going to be cool. Is that jazz? Oh, um, that's a guy playing stand-up bass. It's very simple, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. But very, very effective. Relaxing. That's the voice of Paul Bissonette, by the way
2: before they before they come in, so they spell the T. Yeah.
0: Paul Bissonette. <laughs> is it like the red table?
1: Biz, yes, <laughs> just like the red table. We we're gonna make you cry. Yeah, so
2: so we didn't
0: really do a formal introduction because we just started talking. That's that's the best but, thing about it. But Paul Bissonette is here. Biz Nasty. That's because I don't part shut of, up. Part of our <laughs> NHL. Uh, on TNT coverage of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Great to see you, man. Thanks hey. for, because for, you've been working a lot. Thanks for coming in hey, early. It's man. an
2: honor. I appreciate
0: you guys bumping back. Hey, man, the time nice too. haircut, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic Sam's. So yeah, uh, that's the cool one. cuts.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I, I go to a girl named Lauren the Legend. She was actually hired by, uh, by the TNT crew. Hey, hold on for a second. No free plugs? No. Does no she have to we pay can do for free plugs.
1: But don't just see Ernie has a bad habit of throwing the legend thing around. Let's ease up on the legend.
0: That's they call her Lauren the legend. I'll just uh, call her
2: Lauren from now on. I'll change the contact you. Yeah, Lauren, on my phone. I mean, because he throws TK. But if we...
0: Lauren's ever sick, um, you got a guy. My, I got a guy, Troy Higgins. <laughs> okay, over here, One Moreland, One Moreland Avenue. Well, they get the back hair too.
2: Wait, uh, do you and, and, oh. it's, and it's do that too? Uh, <laughs> oh my god! And it's I um, do that. It's funny that you guys have the Cutter's name, the, Lounge, by the, the, the way, who, one Who more came up with the name Steam Room, by the way? Uh, uh, you really want the story? Yeah. Oh, my God. Was it because you caught him doing crunches in the Steam Room? No, he, the public one the last, naked the on the last, I'm not the last last naked. Thing I have a towel does. on. Oh, yeah. You've the seen me naked. You, you, I always
0: have a... Whoa, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, What was that last line? So, What was that last line? You said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've seen me naked. No, no. You've seen me
1: naked. That's what you said. That's what you just said. Let me explain, Ernie. So... You know, one of my pet peeves is guys naked in the steam room. Yes. So he's been in, he, uh, at the hotel. We get in the steam room together, and every time he comes in, that's why I do my
2: sit-ups is in the steam room. Top shelf. Takes but, the whole top shelf. Uh, doing sit-ups. Hey, 37, go 38, low. 38. Go, going
0: low in the five hole. <laughs> steam room. Ste- is it a steam room or a sauna? Steam room. Ste-
2: we go to the steamer. And yeah, then- so
0: you can sort of see this outline of a of a guy, ha- depending on the amount of steam, and in, in this kind of a rhythmic – um... <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I I vibe. saw it when I came in, and I, I sat as far away as possible, and then I heard the counting, and I was like, oh my god, this guy's like really giving it and like taking up the whole top shelf, and then all of a sudden when he was done, he came down, he's like, is that Biz? And I'm like, yeah, oh Jesus, Chuck, I'm like, get, get that ball back out of my even, face, man. No, you didn't even know. No, it was I didn't know. Him. No, because no. I didn't want to look because it was like his, his cornhole was just staring right at me while he's trying to get these these sit ups in, counting by twos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but congratulations on the weight loss, though. I know Thank you've been you. working hard. I yeah, mean, you man, know, cool. that, that uh, steam room will burn those calories uh, off. That's, that's a better out, that's steam room
0: a... story than the actual uh-huh. how this, how we got uh, known as the steam room because Chuckster was in a steam room with a guy who was wearing one of those loci bracelets you know those rubbery loci bracelets For balance uh no no it's just kind of a decorative thing oh, but okay. a message you know about staying humble and that kind of thing and he says i like your i like your bracelet next thing you know the guy is giving chuck his bracelet see, and- <laughs> see, baby,
1: see they make something so kind and so sweet into something so evil that's the way Ernie, Kenny, and Shaq are. No. It was a sweet moment from a guy hooking me up with a bracelet, and y'all turned into something filthy. Had
0: you been doing sit-ups in front of him? I, probably, this, I probably had been. As this led to the ex- I, I,
1: that's, I always, do my I always do my sit ups in the steam room. Why? Because it's yeah, that's not a
0: place Take... to exercise, man. That's a place to unwind. That's what I thought. I,
1: I, I don't that's sit what everybody I, was, thinks. I felt like he
2: was encroaching on, on all the messages. I don't sit and, close and, and to the... people.
1: And first of all, if there had been any more people in there, I would have stopped doing my sit ups and Top just sit in the chef. corner.
2: Top shelf, and all the, all the normal
1: towels look like a hand
2: towel on them, too. So it's not like it was covering anything anyway. So <laughs> hey, just maybe get, maybe hey, get hey, a beach there's, towel, there's, bring your there's, own there's customers two, down. There's
1: two shelves. You need to go in the five hole oh. down low. You have to whole shelf down low. OK. I'm on the top shelf. Good to know. You, you came late. If you Good. had to been on the top shelf, I'd have got on the bottom shelf. OK. I but, don't sit next to people, especially dudes in the steam room.
0: Talk calls them bird watchers.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's a few, <laughs> few in there. That's a few in there.
0: There's definitely a few in there. Yeah. Well, Biz, thanks for being
1: with
2: us today. It's yeah, been a pleasure. that was great. The start here. We'll be back
0: it. with more on this. No. Okay. So uh, let's talk hockey. You've got right here one of the greatest hockey fans of all time in Chuckster. I'm a I'm an old school hockey guy. Back from when the Atlanta Flames were. Uh, the home team here. And that's when I'm a teenager, but I developed a love for the sport back then. Um, let's take us back to your roots and, uh, as you're growing up and how this all came about. and, And is it true that like when you're, when you're born in Canada, you're basically born with hockey skates on and you better play.
2: Definitely the predominant sport. Uh, I was born in Welland, Ontario and uh, at a very young age, like my mother, she was the breadwinner. She worked extremely hard, college professor. And uh, sometimes on her lunch break, she would take me over to just the public skating. And that's when I first ended up getting on, on the blades. And it was at a young age, I want to say like, you know, two and a half, three, to the point where you're out there just waddling and you actually have two blades on each skate. And, uh, I oh, just the double runners, the, the double runners. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I obviously fell in love with the skating aspect. Um, you know, my, my parents, you know, cared so much about me for, at, at a young age and, and investing time in me that where they started bringing me to power skating lessons And then as soon as I really got into the competitive side of hockey because of the the skating lessons and them taking me early on, I just felt that I adapted early. And I think as a kid, like anytime you get positive reinforcement and people could tell that you're maybe excelling, uh, you know, it it just helps you want to stick with it. And uh, it was a it was a fun childhood. I played minor hockey growing up. Uh, Along the way, played a little bit of single A where I was cut from triple A team. So I think it taught me a lot to how to deal with adversity. But, you know, ended up just really caring and and, uh, working extremely hard, not being forced by my parents either. Mm. They were very standoffish. It was me who wanted it. And I just think with their their love and attention and uh, my dedication, it ended up taking off and getting me to the junior ranks and from the junior ranks getting drafted and then being able to play a, a 12-year professional career, uh, five of which in the National Hockey League. So as far as it, my, my childhood's concerned, very blessed to have had amazing coaches and just people in the area of Welland, Ontario, who really cared about all the players and their development. Actually, seven seven kids from my minor league team who I grew up with actually got drafted to the OHL. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask, I'm wonder. I wondered... You know when you're when you're growing up and maybe for for me for Chuck you know playing rec league baseball or basketball or whatever and you kind of share these dreams with kids you know and you're yeah. saying man I want to I want to be in the big league someday or were there any of those kids I mean like when you were really
2: young that uh, that also made that. Rise that you did, yeah. That was that was fortunate for for Welland. We had such good coaches, as I mentioned. Where there was a few guys in front of me that had made it to the NHL. So we have a town of fifty thousand people, and at one point we had seven guys in the NHL wow. at the same time. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck, who's still playing. Dan Girardi, who had a lengthy career with the uh, the Rangers. Uh, he's got a great story too. Dan Paie, uh, Nathan Horton, who's from Dunville, but he played all his minor in Welland, Ontario. Uh, Jamie Tardiff and Andre DeVoe and Matt Ellis. So all of us around that same time. And I think that just knowing that somebody from Welland could make it it, it set up that dream where we're like, well, this is possible, and we would usually all train at the same places. So just seeing that they had set the path and that it was it was a realistic goal, uh, I think that it was it was easy for the rest of the guys to follow because there were a few guys my age and then a couple guys who were younger too. So uh, I just once again think it goes back to to the coaches we were fortunate enough to have, where you know you play um, Adam. Uh, Pee Wee, Bantam, so you played two years of each, where every time we were being handed off to a different coach, it was a great coach who cared just as much as the last one and shared a lot of the same philosophies, and like, even to the point where um, Mark LaRose, um, he was my, my he, he was our Adam coach, um, he, he, we we probably in the league played like 55 games a year where he was like paying out of his own pocket for us to get extra ice time for practice, for us to go down to Buffalo because we were in Welland, Ontario, which is a border town, to go play some of the American teams. So just to see like a, a coach that was willing to invest not only his time, but his hard-earned money um, into like making sure that we got more reps and, and better competition, I just think it definitely helped all of us achieve our goal. What was your first time in the United States? My first time, I would say that probably just at a like i mean we would always go down with my father to fill up in gas because the dollar was the same so we would go like my mom would she she wrote a couple books when she would be in these phases of writing books and she'd be like cam get the kids out of the house he would take us to tops (laughs) in the united states down to buffalo go fill up the gas tank because it was that dollar was at par yeah but gas prices and just cost of living and groceries and everything in canada is such more so much more expensive so we would go down to buffalo for some for, for some wings and you know, me and my sister would, you know, build a fort in the back of the, 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 the whatever our minivan was and mess around. And Is it just it. you two? Yeah, me and my sister. Yeah. And uh, we'd go down there. And so, the, but then for, as far as hockey's concerned, it started really around that age I talked about that coach where he would bring us down. So we were able to play against these American kids. So are you ever
1: surprised at your popularity between television and the podcast?
2: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's wild. Yeah. It's been a wild ride just because um, I think that Twitter and social media really propelled that where I, I don't know how many people listening know about my career, but I was a fourth line plug. I fought. I only, I was more, I was more healthy scratches in the NHL than I had games played. So I was kind of more of a locker room jester slash DJ slash, you know, when they had a fighter in the lineup for the other team, I would be inserted. And, you know, most nights I would have to try to take care of business. Was there,
0: a, was there an understanding of that? That was why you were being put Correct. in or were you ever told, or was it just like biz, you know, or you, could you tell from the tone of a game that this, this needs to happen.
2: No. So, I mean, the, the writing was on the wall, like figuratively and literally where, so let's back it up. I was a defenseman my entire career growing up, got drafted uh, to the OHL as a defenseman, got drafted to the NHL as a defenseman played uh, under 18 twice uh, for team Canada represented my country, didn't make world juniors, But when I got to pro, I spent my first couple of years up and down between the ECHL, which is the third league and the AHL was just, which is the one just below the NHL. And, um, I, you know, I, I thought I was doing well. I was a two-time ECHL all-star as a defenseman, but after in my third year, I was called up by the AHL team and they had me as a fourth line left winger. And I'd never played forward and in pro before. And I just kind of was like okay well it seems like they have enough defensemen in the system and they have enough skilled forwards and I'm not necessarily that skilled I think there's an opportunity if I want to potentially make the NHL where I have to add this to my bag I would fight a little bit in junior maybe you know five eight times a year when it had to because I was like you know you're battling in front of the net as a defenseman sometimes you get in a dust up but at that point, I was just like, you know what? I think my only path to be a sustainable NHLer is to be an enforcer. So I switched to forward that year, and the, the next two seasons had 30-plus fight seasons in the <laughs> AHL, and I was getting the shit beat out of me. Are you allowed to swear on these? Was it just like the, the slap shot and all that it stuff? Was, it was just like slap shot. You were riding the bus, and... I mean, also technology wasn't where it was. I don't even think Instagram existed, right? So no. there's no apps to go on. So you'd be fighting these grown men, and uh, some of which are, were on steroids at the time. Like I know for a fact, cause we've had them on the podcast to ask them like, hey, how the hell did you Bambi me like that? And, <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple of needles in my ass. Uh, <laughs> but But, it was tough, man, because these guys had been doing it their whole lives. They were a lot bigger than me, and it was a skill that I hadn't developed to their degree, and those back-to-back years, like some games you were getting in two of them, and I would get my nose broke, uh, concussions, and back then it was different. You, nowadays, you get bumped, they send you down the hallway, you got to do the baseline test. Yeah. Back then, it was just like I would get bambeed. I'd skate to the penalty box. like, <laughs> you know, like Excuse I had, me one like second, I, I would get bambeed. Okay, so where did
0: the, where, where, where's this term come from?
2: You know, you ever seen the movie Bambi where you're, the, the, side, the knees are all over the place? Yeah, so yeah. I, would get, I would get clocked in the side of the head by some juice monkey, and, and next thing you know, I'm like, oh, in him to New York, like, oh, like, out to lunch. And then, sure enough, because we didn't have, like, a super heavyweight, so I had to do that job. And then that same game, he took a run at another one of my players, and then the other fighter we had on our team was – you know, he was being a little soft. He, yeah. he didn't want to step up to the plate. So I ended up fighting the same guy again. And then, sure enough, bambied again. <laughs> I earned my per diem pack that day, Chuck.
1: Hey, you know, it's so funny. When, when we, had, we had the Make-A-Wish kids in last week, and I called you over. Uh, so, Ernie, you weren't around. Well, actually, you might have been around. So we yeah, He we, was there. He was, he was talking we, to the mother. But We had to Make-A-Wish kids then. Yeah, he was signing a, a, a bow tie. And something happened, and the guys, we, hockey came up, and this one kid says, oh, my God, is Biz Nasty here? I said, what? <laughs> he says, can I please meet Biz Nasty? And I called him. I said, yo, man, this kid wants to meet you so bad. He came over, and they spent a couple of minutes together. But this kid was so excited to meet you.
2: So... Tell us about the term biz nasty. So, yeah, I think we, I got sidetracked in the midst of maybe explaining uh, just kind of how things popped off. But so, eventually, because I became this jester, um, I found my way to the NHL with Pittsburgh, and then I was picked up by waivers by Arizona. And because it was a non traditional market, we had a guy in our team who recommended jumping on Twitter, and it's funny because around that time, I believe you were, you know, doing your media thing, and then you got asked about it, and you're like, "That's the stupidest thing I ever heard." And and I was like, "I agree. I think it's stupid." Because at the time, I thought the concept was just kind of letting people know what you were up to via yeah. this app. Yeah, where I'm like, "Why would I just want to keep updating people what the hell yeah. I'm doing?" Don't they have so, a life? Yeah, get get just away. Had a tuna melt. But but. <laughs> then finally he, when the teammate was persistent he's like man you're you're such a clown you got to get on there and I eventually did and I kind of realized there, there was more to it you, yeah. you know you could tweet live sports you yes. could you oh, know, yeah. just joke around you could post videos whatever it may be so because I was in this non-traditional market they were very loose about allowing me to really show personality on there I was a madman like I was telling people the you know it was crazy it was the wild wild west back then it it was a lot less sensitive of a climate than it it is now so i was just free flying it and um and then i just i put i i was nicknamed biz nasty when i was in the american hockey league by one of my my roommates just because of all the fighting and how crazy and stupid i was and then i just kind of put that persona on, on Twitter and it, it it popped off. I just, because I don't think that any of the players had adapted to social media like that and, or weren't willing to put themselves out there and be as opinionated as I was. And it just kind of caught fire and grew and grew and grew. And from there other opportunities popped up where, you know, I was never really afraid of being in front of the camera. So where most guys in hockey are pretty chill and maybe aren't as comfortable, it just, the opportunities kept coming, and then I just never really say no. You know just, why it works? You know why it works? No, <laughs> because you're you. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that
0: helps. It is. It is because I, we and I saw the same thing with Ken, when Kenny started with us. You know, years and years and years ago, and Chuckster obviously is a, a prime example of it too. Is that it's not like you sat down and said, "Okay, now who do I need to be?" Yeah. now With the red lights on, and it's refreshing. I mean it's great. I mean the same conversations we're having here. You're the same guy. Yeah, same yeah. guy we see on there, same guy we see in the hallway. And that's and that's what a lot of folks don't get when they try to make that transition onto TV. It's like, okay, yeah. now now uh, I oh, got to be different. I mean I, I need to be a broadcast professional. Now. No, just be just be Kenny, just yeah. be Chuck, just be Biz
2: and do your thing yeah no i mean that's what's refreshing about this network is they really allow you to do that right where sometimes you go to other companies and it's very traditional and i didn't think that would have ever worked to begin with just because of the background i just talked about and also like we do a podcast with Spit and Chicklets, where it's just very laid back you let it fly you'd be yourself and yeah there's you could be a a clown sometimes and and amp it up but yeah overall i I, first of all i appreciate the comments and but yeah it it just you know goes to show why this network is so successful because let everybody be themselves yeah so tell us about spin chicklets so that's a podcast that was started by uh rear admiral r a our host and uh ryan whitney who i used to play with Mm -hmm. in pittsburgh and at the time i was still playing and that's when podcasts just started taking off and i'd been on it a couple times and then they asked me to join but i was still playing yeah and uh you know they slowly evolved it ended up getting a producer on board and then finally, after I retired, I got into my first gig was with the Arizona Coyotes, and then f- I, I did radio with Bob Heathouse. I don't know if you ever turn on the Coyotes game, Legend. I, I do not. Yeah, but okay. Nods. For those of you who can't see this, yeah. Yeah. Chuck gives a knowing no, nod. No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> uh,
3: no, I,
1: you know, <laughs> do, do, I, I found I find hockey fascinating because I, first of all, I would never listen to any sport on the radio. Let's get that out the way. I watch oh. hockey. Obviously, now I watch hockey. Uh, no, I would never turn on the radio and listen to the game. I think that's the stupidest thing in the world.
0: Have you ever listened to golf on the radio, by the way? No, I have not. not like, you're on a long drive, I, I and would, you say, I wonder who's winning the tournament. That's, uh, that's a very weird
2: experience. I would never. You've never
0: listened to a baseball game, an NBA playoff game, uh, anything no.
2: of – base, Baseball's listened, pretty relaxing. I've never
0: listened to, to a sporting event on the radio. <sighs> I you're
1: think, lying. I'm telling you the truth. I think that's the stupidest thing, in that's the world. that's
2: an exaggeration. Uh, well, Ernie. now now that you got your phones, I agree because it's easy to go no, to but the, was, the, whatever like, apps I, you I, can.
1: I want to. I'm a visual person when it comes to sports. Like, I just wouldn't want to listen to it on the radio.
2: Uh, who is the the uh, the Dodgers guy, Vin Scully? Yeah, you tell me you can't listen to Vin Scully well, painting those pictures. I'm yeah. telling you, I've never done that. Damn. Okay. I know, like, it's,
0: I know it's weird. It's there's a lot of stuff
2: i you learned uncultured even swine. At, even
0: after <laughs> even after sitting next to this guy for years there were things i learned just on this podcast that i that i never knew i never knew you'd ever listen to a sporting event on the radio i like
1: i want to watch man. it i want to watch it i know
0: you want to but sometimes the next best thing is hey i just want to listen to it and see what's going on no you never listen to a Sixer game on the radio never. you never listen Maybe to we a phillies game on the radio a live listen no
1: i go, i go to phillies <laughs> games i i like but i i'm trying to figure where you would drive long enough to
0: sit in the car that long but it's not like you have to listen to the yeah, whole yeah, game you don't got to go start to finish it's, I don't think it's not there's a requirement it. it's like okay well, okay i'm huh. i'm about I to get behind really the wheel i think you're really missing out chuck yeah
2: come on i got tv biz okay it's okay. a new thing. That's right.
0: out. Would you encourage him to get on social media or not?
2: No, you you brought up a good point as you said, why why do I want to talk to these idiots? That's what you said, right? Yes. It's just a bunch of morons. Well, well I mean I I, mean, I am, so it's like I feel like I'm communicating with my people. So that's why it works <laughs> for me, right? Hey listen, I I think it can be
1: fine for certain people, but I think that you know people gonna be negative. I choose not to communicate with them or give them an avenue to reach me. That's just my personal opinion. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's a percentage of people, uh, the big percentage of people that are great, going to say positive things, or try to have a fair, honest discussion. But there's probably 20% of people just assholes. It's worse than that. <laughs> it's worse Especially than that. Especially on Twitter. Yeah, much, yeah. Yeah. It's worse much than more. that.
2: About 50-50. And, and, and
1: see, what really bothers me, I don't think there's ever a reason to be an
0: asshole. Like, I, I, well, you don't. That's not a requirement for you. If you're on social, you may have a point you want to make, Chuck. You may you may want to tweet out something about a, a cause that you support, and you'd have millions of people who may not be aware of it saying, "Wow, that thing Chuck's yeah, doing is pretty it's cool." It's all about how so, you want to yeah, use it. It's not it. like anytime anybody tweets, you have to go back at them. Yeah. Most of the time, you just kind of like, okay, fine, whatever. I just whatever. choose to not let them communicate. I'm with saying you I'm just saying you're missing an opportunity in 2023. Where social media could really enhance what what it is that you care about. I mean, because c- there's no requirement that says if you do this, you must read all of these tweets of people saying you're an idiot.
2: You don't have to. Well, and and for uh, you go going back to the podcast, it really helped as far as growth because before I before I got on there, you know, Wit didn't have the, the one of the hosts didn't have a huge social media following. Neither did Ra, the 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 host of the Rear podcast, Admiral. Rear Admiral. Um, So when I jumped on, based on the fact that I'd grown my platforms, I was able to pump the podcast out there. So those people were aware to go see it. So that's where it really benefited me to grow it and, and start the fan base early on to where now I, you know, I think they were probably averaging around that time, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 downloads a pod where now I believe we're in the, you know, 600 000 to 650,000 range. Wow. That's awesome. So it, yeah. So it really took off. And then it also, we were able to expand it where we have a, a spit and chicklets YouTube channel. Um, you know, obviously we're available on Spotify, Apple, uh, we do these sandbagger, uh, golf videos now where we, Pair up with it's me and Wit versus two NHLers. We do our handicaps at the start, so it's just really opened up a lot of uh, avenues for us from a financial standpoint, and and us to basically create whatever we want to create. The the landscape of all media changed so much when all these social media apps yeah. started popping up because you didn't have to rely on these big networks where anybody with with creativity. Didn't have to all of a sudden be discovered, work their way up to get the opportunity to potentially be able to create whatever they wanted to create, rather it maybe then be the suits idea, so to speak. So because of this podcast, like I got full creative control of everything I got going on. And that to me is what's the most important. Who's the best hockey player you play with? I played with Crosby and Malkin when I first got to Pittsburgh, and I was only there for 15 games. Uh, I played 15 games, was there for half a season. So it was pretty remarkable to see what type of sacrifice you have to make in order to be the greatest or one of the greatest at your sport. So I thought it was a really cool experience to just see like every day like, you know how serious they took practice. They always wanted to be the first guy in line to do the rep and do it properly so everybody saw how it was done. Um, the the way that they treated their off ice as far as eating habits and just like I said the personal sacrifice where I, I'm sure to become that great there's a lot of people you have to maybe lose connection with and yeah. whether it's like distant friends and it's hard man so what's the saying heavy is head that wears a crown so yeah. playing with Crosby and Malkin was a, a really really cool experience who's going to win the cup oh my goodness it's it's like the it's like that young blood that's coming up now, and I'm I'm all in on Toronto. I grew up near there. I'm an Ontario boy. Uh, they actually have the best Vegas odds, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's McDavid's year. And you know, for those of you who are listening who don't know who McDavid is, he's the next. Yeah, if you don't know who he is, you shouldn't be listening. No, I would say he's the next coming of Gretzky, and no disrespect to to the great one. I think he would say the same. It's just. You, you see a lot of resemblance in the way that he's single-handedly able to dominate the game especially with the way that uh skating and and uh, like the the level playing field where yeah. like every player can skate really well now the goalies are so much better so just at the way that he's lighting up the league right now and the way that he does it how fast he is it's it's astonishing it's like he's in a league of his own so Edmonton would be my pick right now
1: well, so they are the two betting favorites. I happen to see that last night. So, so you just
2: happened to see that?
1: I just happened to see that.
2: <laughs> I said that t- I said between him and Dreisaitl, it's the best dynamic duo in sports I've ever seen since uh, Pippen and Jordan. Really? Yeah. I mean, you take those two guys away, and just the way they're able to work out there on the power play, they just set a record, 56%, the highest percentage in a single series ever in NHL playoff history. The power play car- carried them through the series. Especially when they were vulnerable. And I just, they're just so dominant compared to their peers. And they just so happens they're on the same team. I thought it was a fair comparison. So, the debate
1: that I've had with my hockey friends, the Boston Bruins, uh, just won the President's Trophy, which is the best record in the NHL. But they also set the record for most points, most wins. And they get upset in the first round of the playoffs. Do you think having to play hard to the last game of the year
2: to set the record? Do you think that had an effect upon them? Yeah, I think because of the like how how physically demanding hockey is that uh, they, and I think they did load manage a little bit, but they probably maybe should have done it a little bit more, mm-hmm. especially with the depth they had. But sometimes certain things happen at the worst possible time where they did have a little bit of adversity coming into the year with with some injuries. But at the end of the year, they had some guys get like a flu bug. Um Patrice Bergeron, who's given his, you know, his entire career to that team, and he's been such a, a, a leader on and off the ice. Um, his father is battling cancer right now. And in game 82, they were playing the Montreal Canadiens. And there's no reason that he should have been in the lineup. But because his father is going through what he's going through and he grew up a Canadiens fan, he wanted to play his final game because Patrice Bergeron's probably retiring after the season. I don't know what, what situation happened, if maybe he comes back for, for one last dance. But it seems as though it's leading towards that. And he ended up getting injured in that 82nd 80 sec- 80 game. So that affected them because he's one of the best, you know, first line shutdown centers that the league's seen in probably the last, you know, two decades. Uh, so he had a herniated disc in his back. Mm-hmm. Um, they also lost their second line center, David Krejci, and both of them are 37 years old. So a lot of negative things happen at the worst possible time, uh, along with their goaltender, who's probably going to win the Vesna, getting injured. He had an injury. He was also trying to play through it. So then mix that in with maybe a difficult coaching decision by not just playing the reliable backup you went to all year. So all these mistakes and, and things just kind of happen at the wrong time. And and when you catch a hot team like the Florida Panthers who have been playing meaningful games since the all-star break, they were just on a heater and with the help of Matthew Kachuk, who's probably the one of the best, if not the best American born player right now, they upset a team that finished 47 points higher in the standings than them
1: and so you look at as a Canadian it's been a minute since y'all won a cup yes do you do you I is,
2: is that a big deal to you um I think it, it would be cool just for for ratings purposes in Canada because they rely heavily on those teams going deep into playoffs and Toronto's been bounced the last 19 years. They haven't gotten past the first round. Uh, so I think it would be cool for Canada to get it. They, they I think, I want to say the viewership in that game seven first round series against the Lightning, or game six, excuse me, got like, like six, seven million viewers in Canada. Wow. We're talking about the first round here. So just an astonishing number of people care about hockey. It's the predominant sport there. I think Given the length of time it's been, it's been since they won a Stanley Cup in Canada, it would be awesome to see.
1: So my friends in Toronto try to explain what the Maple Leafs mean to Toronto. Can you explain to our? our I mean, because they said
2: we have nothing in the
1: states that can
2: compare nah, to it. I would say that that the Dallas Cowboys would probably be a good example. Okay, where. You could say, like, that's America's team where there's probably more Leafs fans in Canada just because Ontario is so big. Um, another it's it would be like playing for the Yankees, okay. anywhere you go, if even if you're a third liner, people are going to recognize you and want to shake really? your hand. And but w- with that, much like the Yankees or the Cowboys, comes the scrutiny. Whereas if you don't have success there, the, the article they're just manufacturing stuff on a daily basis where you're just I don't know how these kids put up want to put up with it and no wonder why most kids don't want to sign there which was weird when you know John Tavares had a good thing going with the New York Islanders he'd sign there they started creating a winning culture and then when he became a free agent because he's a Toronto kid he wanted to go back home to his hometown which you know in the in the last three years that he's been there since he signed they've it's been turbulent and you know that's a that's a long off season when you're reading all these articles about how you're losers and you're 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 bust and you your team's soft and you can't play playoff hockey and you're in the mecca of the hockey world. So from a personal standpoint, what those the pressure those guys deal with, Dallas Cowboys and New York Yankees would be a fair comparison.
0: You may be aware that Chuckster uh, takes great pride in his uh, karaoke skills, and for no good reason. Uh, but I saw you singing. Uh, serenading Rick Tockett. Yeah, um, when he left the show, that's his boy to become a head coach. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song?
2: I I never get up because you got sing- a good voice. Yeah, I never. Oh, I, I, wait, I never. You right. don't. He does. <laughs> you a bitter what's angry your, man. I'm you, not a bitter well, angry what's your man. Your go-to sitting, song
0: usually something by Buffett. But if you, if you want to have if you want to have fun, maybe it's like uh, Copacabana or something really. really uh, I'm, like and I'm that. Frank
1: Sinatra. They call me
2: Old Brown Eyes.
0: Yeah. You don't want to hear it, but, <laughs> but you have a good voice. I
2: was surprised yeah, when I, I saw that. I've, I've never had the balls to get up and sing karaoke. Yeah, I, made, but you, I think but, I did But it then at, you sang uh, on national TV. I think, yeah, no, that was, well, it was, uh, it was pre recorded, So we were very fortunate. And I also had Hank leading guitar. Yeah, so was, even if I really screwed nice. up, he, you know, he's that piece of meat where everyone's just going to dial into him anyway. Cause he's got the guitar in his hands. I noticed, his uh, suit.
1: I noticed, I noticed some about Hank the other night. He is the, uh, Swedish, uh, Jared Greenberg. I
2: don't know who Jared Greenberg is. Uh, Jared NBA, Greenberg NBA is a TV, TV
1: reporter. Okay. He, we call him Half Man, Half Makeup. But yeah. Hank doesn't wear much makeup. He does. But but Jared's
0: thing is his but, is his hair. It's just perfect. so
1: Hank. I was in there watching the other night. He used like a whole bottle of hair spray. He's all about yeah. He's
2: all into the hair. I mean, he's there <laughs> every every hey, hey, making hey, it sure, Ernie, sh-
1: Ernie, he was in there. He's like. Okay, he's done, right? He moves it, keeps going, (laughs) moves it, keeps going. I said, ooh, he into the hair. He's the sweetest Jared Greenberg,
2: half man, half hair. He gets his hair cut for 25 bucks in NYC. He's a gatekeeper of his barber because I was like, hey, who's your barber? Like sometimes in NYC I'd like to stop by, get a good chop, and he's like, yeah, I'm not telling you where my barber is because <laughs> because he, he, they they don't get very busy. He never has to wait in line, and it's a twenty five dollar chop wow. for that salad. Man, can you imagine? That's impressive. So no wonder he's gatekeeping it. I try to keep making him side bets where if if I win, he would have to expose uh, who who his barber is. But he's keeping that. He's keeping it in the vault. So, so can ben. can you believe? That you work for us. No. And we have. I'm surprised I haven't been canned yet. No, no, no. You, you, you're but you great. set the way for that. You the, the bar to get canned and called into the principal's office is so high that even I don't get many PBWs <laughs> here. <waxer. laughs> That's exactly right. So, so thank you, Chuck. So
1: this year, how pumped would you be? TNT has the Stanley Cup final, which I'm pumped for. Edmonton against Toronto.
2: How crazy would that be for you? So because we're on an American network, I don't know how thrilled they would be from a rating standpoint, but my job with the podcast and with all the people who follow and Chickouts is to say, this is this is a remarkable thing going on here. We have the Mecca of the hockey world and Pippin and Jordan of, of today in the hockey world, McJesus, as we call them, and Dreisaitl. Going head to head, and and Austin Matthews, Austin, John Tavares, Tavares a Mariner, Marner, Mitch, Mitch Marner. Oh, come I on, call, man! I call them the core four. I hear you. I, I would say that McJesus and Dreisaitl are like take priority as far as the individual aspect, but you have two great teams, great fan bases, and some of the league's b- brightest stars going head to head. I can't even understand why the American audience wouldn't want to would consume that, considering. If, if Toronto does get there, I would put Austin Matthews at that point as the greatest American-born player playing at this time. So that's what should captivate the audience.
0: We uh we could do this for hours. Hours but we can't because right. because we are we got uh, a job. Yeah.
2: Oh they cut you, you guys off you, in forty five minutes. You're yeah. off, right? Um this is my day off, yeah. Oh
0: man, it was great of you, you to come in We're
1: here all, on your day off. Wait, 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 wait,
2: did you what did you do yesterday? I, I recorded a, a three hour podcast to summarize everything that happened and our predictions for what's going forward. What are your who do you think is gonna win the Stanley Cup, Chuck? I think the Edmonton Oilers are gonna win. Because go. I said that, no, nope. Or be that nope. Je- I, I agree <laughs> with you. Of hey, because of McJesus,
1: because yeah, of McJesus, I'm telling That's you. That's how it. you have to say it. You know, I like what, like, you know how when you watch certain sports, you're like, oh yeah. When you see McDavid skate, you're like, yeah, he's faster than everybody. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, I says <laughs> he's got a turbo button. Yeah, that yeah. Guy. I says, yo, man, some of these guys are skating fast, but he looks different. <laughs> like when, when I watch Nolan Ryan. And Roger Clemens throw a ball. They're like, yo, yeah, man, they're throwing harder yeah, than that's everybody else. It's yeah.
2: different. It's <laughs> different. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, your Stanley Cup prediction? Um, Do you want to jump on the Leafs bandwagon? No, I
0: mean, I, I I don't follow it closely enough to say that, yeah, you know, but I like the storyline. So I would I would say that to see the Maple Leafs in there, you know, in the name of Jacques Plant, who was their goal – Tender way back in the 70s wow. when I was a twinkle in like my Lanny McDonald when when I was, was like on that seven? team. Yeah. I remember I remember those old Maple Leafs team. And, and I remember the old Maple Leaf Gardens. And um, garden or gardens? Uh, Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, so, I think
2: either one works. Yes,
0: exactly. Well, you wouldn't say Madison Square Gardens. You'd say Madison Square Garden and so I always try to get that right I should brush up on my history yeah, no you shouldn't thank um, you bro. don't you change a thing man Boys, hey I look forward so... to I yeah. look
1: forward to being
2: on Chick list yeah week. we're excited to have you
0: and hopefully your schedules work out where you're not sharing time in the steam room with that guy <laughs> so you don't want to un- oh, you hey, don't want hey, to have to unsee anything
1: he came back to get a second opinion <laughs> <laughs> he's like hold my feet
2: <laughs> 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 sweaty stinky toes Get out of here, Chuck.
0: We move uh, from a legendary guest to just a legend. The legendary longtime producer of Inside Happy the NBA, birthday, Tim legend. Yeah. Holmes. Hey. Ernie Holmes. Ernie hey, Holmes. 63. 63 hey, the, great, uh,
1: the great the great Ernie Holmes he has some power. Oh, yep. he was a dangerous man.
0: He was, he was
3: a
1: dangerous man. He was my man, though.
3: How'd you spend your birthday? I took my wife out to dinner with my daughter. Where? She was, uh, we went to McKendrick's. It was a nice steak place up by... Uh, steak steak place or steak house? Steak house. Okay. Is we had this mid- conversation. Yeah, we had this conversation before. No salad bar. Medium yeah, rare. We
0: have a salad bar.
3: Medium, medium rare. Yeah, medium rare. Medium yeah, rare. Filet. Medium well. Off and off. Was and this was... the other
0: night when when uh, Liv and um, Tim, and Tim were, were in town? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good.
3: Uh, so they came in and saw you guys, which was very kind of all you to give them a little time. Oh, we like
1: your family. We don't like you, but right. we like your family. All
3: right. Well, speaking of things that we don't like, no. Oh, Ernie's favorite subject of all time. Oh, God. The oh, NFL guys, draft.
0: Call me when this is over.
3: NFL draft. Chuck, do you call realize? me when this is over. The, hold on, Ernie, now. Don't give up on me yet. The Bulldogs have set an unofficial record in the last three years. 34 players wow. drafted.
1: That explains the two national championships. And, yep.
3: and you owe him a very big thank you. For what? It's your Philadelphia Eagles, correct?
1: Oh yeah, we own. We 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 got a little pipeline.
0: I did hear that. I heard a bunch of dogs went to Philadelphia. I'm just not. A, I'm just not a big. I'm just not a big NFL draft guy. No, but just, I think I it's probably because of, of the timing, and we're doing so much NBA. But yeah, Go Dogs, and and it's and it's yeah with that kind of talent. But for all of that talent to be funneled to one team is uh, pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, uh, I watched the first round. I will admit that. And I'll watch the second and third round just just because
0: just <laughs> it's because has got nothing like, else to do. It's like nothing nothing you're temporary. And I'll watch the first round. <laughs> yeah. I definitely and I'll w-
3: watch the second and third <laughs> rounds. Yeah, but that's it. But that he won't listen to it on how radio. How many how many total are rounds
0: there? are there? Seven. He won't seven.
3: listen to it on radio. I'm yeah. sure it has
0: to be on TV.
1: Yeah, because I can I I wanna see.
0: Do you listen to the radio, by the way?
1: Uh yes. Serious.
0: Yeah. No, it is a serious question.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no. I never listen to the radio. But you never listen to sports on the radio. I do not. I listen to music. I will tell and you I'm this, Artie, your,
3: your comment on listening to golf on radio, you do sort of dip in and out. Do you think it's you're on acid listening to that? It's, <laughs> it's, just little, it's a little bizarre.
1: <laughs> well, not that I've ever been on acid. I would well, The colors are very bright. The colors are very bright. I got turned off by the radio in fairness, Ernie, back in my day, because the DJ, uh, the DJ, uh, they wouldn't shut the f- up. <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, we did not turn on the radio to hear somebody talk. We turned on the radio to hear music, and the DJ would not shut the hell up. And I was like, yo, man, why? I want to listen to music. So I think one of the best things ever happened in the world is serious radio.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. Where you can just listen to music. For sure. Yeah, you can just listen to music. But But you could have also put a CD or a tape in back in your day, too. Oh, those days. You know, Ernie, there was not a lot of extra cash floating around. I'm talking about when you're you're playing in Philadelphia. You're in the NBA. You've got 48 cars.
1: First of all, I've never had more than one. One or two, one car. One or
3: two, 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 two.
1: <laughs> I did have a few cars one time, and Doctor J made me take them back. Yeah. Told me, "Son, don't be an idiot. You can only drive one car at a time." He made me take all the cars back. Him and Moses. I'm like, okay, good point. So now I have one car. Right. So all, right. all you need. You can't drive more than one, America.
3: I have. Right. I have a challenge for you guys. You heard of your mama jokes, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, dad jokes are big now. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to do grandpa jokes <laughs> in honor of the two grandfathers here. Oh, yes. your, your participation and a, and,
0: and a, brand, you know, a brand brand spanking new spankin news. Uh, first granddaughter. Yes, for the Chuckster, L- uh, L- L- Charlie, little Charlie, Charlie, Charlie,
3: Eliza. All right, I'm going to tell the joke. You have to stare at each other and see who laughs first.
0: See, I'm already laughing, so I'm going to lose well, that. you, you don't laugh if it's not All right, funny. So, so All right, question we're, number one. We're looking one. at each other. Okay. And You're looking at each other, and, and let's you see can't if, either laugh. Come, if you right. can't laugh.
3: All My right. grandpa told me when he was small the alphabet only had 25 letters. Nobody knew why. <laughs> uh, I got a little out of Ernie. <laughs> Did you get that one? Nobody knew was, why. Nobody knew why. Are right, you yeah. ready? All right. All right. you uh, know,
1: sometimes people laugh at jokes because they're not funny.
3: Well, or because they're trying to make the person not feel. Let's go. <laughs> cool. Here we go. We're, Ernie already broke up on the first one. What is Grandpa's usual bedtime? Three hours after falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> he uh, broke on that one. He broke on that one. Uh, that's actually that's, that's, that's good. All right, my grandpa started walking five miles a day when he turned sixty. He's now ninety. And we have no idea where the hell he is. See, <laughs> so you did it again.
1: That's he did it. So so he's laughing one. at all so this. Did it one. It's exactly. great. I told you when they funny, you got to laugh,
3: don't you? Mm-hmm. What's, grandpa's, what's Grandpa's favorite Beatles song? I Get By With A Little Help from Depends. Wow, cold death there. What's Grandpa's favorite Rolling Stones songs? You can't always pee when you want. Stone cold. Uh, all right, here, here's the last one. You ready? My favorite childhood memory was building sandcastles with my grandfather. Then my mother hid his urn from me. That's a <laughs> awful That's joke. It's a cremation joke. <laughs> oh, my God. So, what would you think? Uh, You going to save any of those for Christiana?
1: Chris, uh, you know, so I'm finally going to get to meet little Charlie Thursday. I'm so pumped to go home and see little Charlie Eliza.
3: I'll tell you what, Henry's
0: got some serious moss.
1: I know, man. His little hair is the best thing ever.
0: And I bet Christiana is saying... I ain't never cutting that. Don't you even bring it That's up, right. Grandpa. No, right. Don't you bring up me taking him to the, to no, the little no. barber.
1: You know what's really crazy? She said to me a few months back, Dad, I'm thinking about cutting his hair. I says, you're thinking about being out of the wheel. I said, don't you ever cut that kid hair for at least uh, over a year or something like that. I said, let that stuff flow. And now she started putting it in a, in a, in a man bun.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's so cute. <laughs> what else you got? That's it for tonight. I got one for you. Don't laugh at this, okay? Ne- right. Neither of you can laugh at this, okay? Because this is a this is a joke that my granddaughter told me. All right. So are you prepared? Look at me, TK. TK is already <laughs> laughing. All right. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because. <laughs> <laughs> what? You <laughs> like that one. I like
3: that one. That was better
1: than mine. You only have to laugh at that because it's your granddaughter.
0: You get it, Chuck? Why did the chicken cross the road? the road? Because <laughs> my mother
3: took away his urn.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I'll be, try to do better it next can't week. Pee when you want to. Do you think? <laughs> do you think anybody is still listening to this podcast? No, uh, no, no, it's gone. We'll find out when we come back and do a little uh, little answering machine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck and Ernie in steam room. Come and join
3: us in steam room. Chuck and Ernie in steam room. Leave your towel on in steam
0: room. Oh, welcome back. Steam what a room. great show. What? The Steam Room? Yes. It's just in general, or this one in particular? This one in particular. Mm. Even Early. better than
1: normal, you think? No, you know,
0: Beer's got I such think it's always it's such a high quality, Chuckster. I can't tell them all apart. They all got
1: high quality.
0: Yes. They and, do.
1: you know, we got a new producer today, Abby. Abby. Who's doing a fabulous job.
0: This is her, uh, this is the second time she's produced the pod. Yeah. Uh, Michael Kaplan uh is uh on assignment he's on assignment somewhere yeah okay
1: whatever you say you know biz has such great charisma yes
0: he does and fun guy to be around fun guy to be around just like tk also another fun guy to be around
1: okay whatever makes you float your boat
0: it's time for uh chuck's answering machine you know the phone number
1: no, I don't.
0: Try it again.
1: 404-987-0333? Yes.
0: Man, you came within a digit. 0330. Okay. That's that's impressive, though, because we've been doing this for four years, and you almost know the the phone number for your own answering machine. What's that's Sher- what's,
1: what's Cheryl's phone number?
0: You think I'm going to put that out there? You know it? Yes. Okay. There are only a few that I know because most of it's just by name, but that's one that I do. Okay, that I do have committed to memory. By the way, can I shout out my wife, Sherilyn? Sure. Honored by the uh, Annandale Village uh, yesterday at their annual golf tournament, and it was really it was really nice of them to do that because uh, two of our daughters are uh, villagers at Annandale village. It's a place for special needs adults. Um, and it's been around for a while and, and they do a tremendous job. And so two of our daughters live there, uh, the annual golf tournament, they decided to, uh, honor Cheryl Ann for all the work that she's done against, uh, you know, helping folks with addiction, um, uh, sex trafficking, the homeless right now, that's her, that's her latest venture. And so they couldn't. That's her picked- latest venture? uh, Rainbow Village, uh, outside Atlanta, uh, which is really redefining what it means to be homeless. Hmm. And, uh, and so that's, her, that's what she's working on now. Um, and Melanie runs the ship out there and she's just an unbelievable person, but yeah, Rainbow Village. Um, but thanks to Annandale Village for, uh, for saying, for, uh, recognizing my wife because Man, she's the same. She, yeah, she is without question. And don't, so you don't have to follow that up with, why has she been married to you for 40 years, blah, blah, blah. First call. <laughs> Hello, world.
1: This is Charles Barkley. Leave me a message.
0: Mr. Barkley, do you use the first and last slices of bread in the loaf, or do you throw them away? Thanks. I love that question. I can't wait to see what you say. First of all, you throw them away. I'm with you one thousand percent you
1: throw those away brother first yeah. of all dude didn't even tell us where he's from it's okay no i like to know what people are from
0: i oh. think he was from anchorage <laughs> you think that or you know that you i just, think they I use think regular was from, bread. i think in, he was from i don't anchorage. think they use regular bread in it anchorage. was either that or, or you think
1: they use that bread in anchorage alaska i, I have no
0: idea i just okay. made that up but no, no i throw those away too no you can't i can't use those on a sandwich I can't do it. First of all, did you say a sandwich? I, I did say sandwich. Damn. I can't do that with a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Just a sandwich.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Lord.
0: But yeah, I, don't, I just don't like the texture on those as no, part, of, like those part of a sandwich. You
1: have to really be hungry to eat yep. those two ends of the bread. You know what else I don't like? What?
0: And, okay, I love Chick fil A, I love the waffle fries. But I do not like the waffle fries that have that that the, covering on them. The, the you end, know, the, the, end of the skin. End of yeah, it. yeah. The end. I hate those. I I gotta have them all like from inside the uh, inside the potato. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing about? I threw you off by saying sandwich. Yes, you I? did. Yes, you did. <laughs> let's, uh, yes, you did. Let's go to the next call. <laughs>
1: hey, Charles and Ernie. This is Jenny from North Carolina. Long time here. I need some help. My daughter is getting married soon. And I know I have to give a speech to a large group. Do you have any advice? No? Should I wing it? Also, do you prefer Bojangles or Chick-fil-A? See ya.
0: Advice for a wedding speech?
1: No, I think you, I think you have to write. I don't, when I do any speech, this way, because I write down words because I don't want to just read yeah. off a of paper because I want it to come from my heart. So bullet points, bullet points. Uh, that That's what I do. Um, like when I had to do it at my daughter's wedding, I did like stuff she did when she was young. Uh, stuff she did in high school, stuff she did in college. So I want to just—I uh, told a bunch of funny stories, but I don't think you want to read
0: a speech. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to read a speech because you know the person so well. Yeah. So you just want—if—if if there are things that you know you need to include, yeah, maybe just yeah. just a reminder on there to make sure that you get these things in here. But 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 the rest of it is right from, from your heart, right from your heart, yeah. and 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 talking to everybody in the audience and not looking down at a piece of paper. So, you know, I think that would be it. And what was the
1: second part of that question? I think she said something about uh, about Chick-fil-A or Bojangles. Chick-fil-A.
0: As long as you get a good bag of those waffle fries without those the ones with the husk on.
1: I think the uh,
0: chicken Caesar wrap, a -A, Chick-fil-A. Three is words I never thought I'd hear you say.
1: Chicken Caesar wrap. Yeah. Oh, you get to you get to little dressing and you dip it in. Oh, it. I know what it is. Oh, yeah.
0: I just thought there's no way on earth that you'd know what one was or whatever. Have uh, had one.
1: Uh, I'm a you know I've had from my a guy shit. who
0: used to have only uh, McDonald's fish fillets before games.
1: I had a large fry of diet coke to wash it down.
0: Mm-hmm. Next it, call.
1: Come on, that tartar sauce is the bomb. <laughs>
2: Good afternoon. This is Esme, and I was calling because it is my
0: sister, Mary Kendall Parker's 40th birthday, and she is the Steam Room, and more importantly, your biggest fan. She listens to the Steam Room religiously, and just last night, she was telling me how during COVID, you guys kind of put out a call to action, and you inspired her to be a better human and she really took that challenge seriously and she has she's a physician and she has started mentoring others and it really it really did change her life as as crazy as that sounds anyway i really appreciate all the good work that you do we enjoy your show have a good day wow that was just a nice call that wasn't asking for anything it wasn't for you know like physician. yeah so that's nice and uh
1: Plug to your guys. Yeah, Griff and
0: the guys at at Combat Flip Flops and BeABetterHuman.com. Thanks to all
1: all the veterans out there. And uh, I I told you, you know, teachers and veterans are two of my favorite groups to acknowledge because I just admire the hell out of both of them. You know, and one thing about our country, uh, we suck at how we treat our vets. We need to do a much better job how we treat our vets. Uh, and hey, in fairness, we need to do a much better job of how we treat our teachers.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: So uh, shout out to all the vets, uh, and thank you for that kind call. Yeah, that was
0: just that was yeah. just like a hey, just want to thank you, and and we appreciate that. It I mean, was very yeah, kind. I mean,
1: she's a doctor. How much better a human can she be? <laughs>
0: she's a doctor. That's also a good question. That's, that's, you ready for one more call? Yes, sir.
1: This is Kelvin Green calling from Kenton, North Carolina. Chuck, I'm super excited for you and the birth of your granddaughter. Uh, I just want to tell you it's going to be a different level of rap that she's going to have you around your finger. I can only imagine. I look forward to hearing all sorts of stories and wishing you the best. Uh, But as a teacher in North Carolina, I often promote uh, group work and collaboration among my students. Being an assistant basketball coach at the varsity high school level, I also love to see it among my players. Quick question. If the inside the NBA team was doing a group project, which member of the cast would you least like to have help you out on a group project? Shaq or Kenny. <laughs> Either. Both. Like radio said, both. Both of uh, I don't want to work with Kenny or Shaq in any capacity on anything serious. Uh, I mean, hell No. Uh, number one, thank you for being a teacher. I love the group aspect because I think it's really important. Because that's one of the reasons I love sports so much is, number one, it teaches you how to work hard, but also it teaches you how to interact with other people. You know, we're not like golf and tennis where you're out there by yourself. On any team that's going to be successful, you need as Pat Ryder said, voluntary cooperation.
0: And so and and here's and not to interrupt you, but I did and, and I will continue to. But um uh, we do that all the time. We have a yeah. we have a group project every night with, that we're on the air. So we joke and say we wouldn't want to work with Kenny or Shack. Oh, but I'm we not all, joking. No, but don't you don't uh, no. you see the similarities do no, that I don't. everybody brings something different to the table. So if we were going to do a class project and it depends on what the project is, but there are certain areas where Shaq would excel, certain areas where Kenny Which one? would excel. Which well, one? it depends on what the project is. You know, if you were if you were going to say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to build our own company from scratch." You, know, you you might say, hey, Shaq, you're very good at that. You're a great entrepreneur. So, well, let's you do this. Hey, Kenny, you could do this. Ernie, would you do this? Chuck, would you do this? So yeah, I think the teamwork is fundamental there. And there are certain things where where each of us might have uh, expertise.
1: Well, my man, I disagree is- with Ernie. <laughs> under, under no circumstance do I want to work on anything serious with Kenny and Shaq. Under zero circumstances. Okay, now, I work with the Never guy. mind. I work with Ernie on anything because I know he's gonna pull his share. And he, you know, under no circumstance on anything other than basketball do I want to work. You with You have Kenny some and reservations I on Kenny and Shaq, got, and Shaq yes, yes. on
0: pulling their share. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I mean, and what do you base that on? Uh,
1: one guy, I'm gonna have to work half the time at the hookah bar, and the other half. The other guy, I got to make. I, I, I don't know if he's gonna show up half the time. So, so no, I do not want to work with Kenny Shack under any capacity I on anything, serious. I think basketball. you make
0: very valid points. <laughs> I retract everything I said going in. <laughs> that's, that's gonna do it for the uh for Chuck's answering machine. Yeah. And and it's gonna do it for this uh episode of the Steam Room.
1: Man, we only got one more episode yeah. left for the year. Yeah. We gotta
0: do something great for that one. You know what? Are we ever gonna get Ted Lasso on this pod? Come on, Jason Sudeikis. Man alive, Jason. Come Man on. Man alive. Everybody, we've been trying forever to get him on this pod. And we got one more left for this season. One more. Somebody who's who knows Jason Sudeikis. Pass this on to him. Ted Lasso would be the absolute perfect finale yes. for this season.
1: Come on, Ted.